0: Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 1st of May. For the first time since the pandemic began, India recorded more than 4 lakh cases of COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. This is the highest single-day tally reported by any country so far. The total COVID tally now stands at over 1 crore 91 lakh. More than 3,500 deaths were reported in the same period and the death toll surged past 2 lakh 11,000. As alarming as these figures are, multiple media reports have indicated that they are heavy undercounts. In an interview with the Indian Express today, Anthony Fauci, United States' top infectious disease expert, said that India should impose an immediate shutdown for a few weeks to control the coronavirus situation that has left its healthcare system in shambles. The most important thing for the immediate is to get oxygen, get supplies, get medication, get PPE, Mm. you know, those kinds of things. But also, one of the immediate things to do... Is to essentially call a shutdown Mm. of the country Mm. because we know that when China had this big explosion a year ago, they completely shut down. And if you shut down, you don't have to shut down for six months. Mm. You could shut down temporarily Mm -hmm. to put an end to the cycle Mm. of transmission. The Union Health Ministry yesterday said states were asked to conduct oxygen consumption audits and ensure the rational use of the gas. In a briefing, the ministry said it has advised state governments to ensure there was quote-unquote no unnecessary oxygen administration to patients who may not require it. Incidentally, earlier on the same day, the centre had told the Supreme Court that there was no oxygen shortage in the country and that 10,000 metric tonnes of the gas was available. The country began its third phase of the vaccination program today, even as many states said they had insufficient shots to vaccinate people in the age group of 18 to 44, indicating that they are likely to miss the launch of the third phase. Maharashtra, Rajasthan and Assam are some of the states which have already raised the matter of vaccine shortages with the centre. Punjab, Telangana and Andhra Pradesh, meanwhile, have said vaccinations will be delayed for adults. The Indian Express reported that Maharashtra, however, made overnight preparations to start the vaccine rollout in the third phase, receiving 3 lakh doses of Covishield from Serum Institute of India yesterday. The state government made arrangements to send 10 to 20,000 doses each to its 36 districts to begin the drive, at least symbolically. According to the Express, doses received from Serum Institute were enough to just keep 4 to 5 vaccination centres open in each district today. In Gujarat, 16 COVID patients and 2 nurses died today in a fire that broke out at the welfare hospital situated 190 kilometers from the capital Ahmedabad. It broke out on the ground floor and was extinguished in an hour. 50 other patients were rescued by hospital workers and firefighters and shifted to nearby hospitals. In Delhi, at least 12 COVID patients admitted in the ICU of Batra Hospital in Merali died this afternoon with hospital authorities linking the casualties to shortage of oxygen. Among the deceased is the hospital's gastroenteritis head, Dr. R.K. Himthani. The hospital has 327 patients, out of whom 48 are in the critical care unit. It had been raising alarms since today afternoon over depleting levels of oxygen supply. Around 12.30pm, the hospital claimed it had run out of liquid medical oxygen supply. An oxygen tanker reached the hospital around 1.35pm. The hospital ran without any oxygen for half an hour. A day after Delhi's Segal Neo Hospital sent out an SOS on Twitter about oxygen shortage, News Laundry's Akansha Kumar spoke with its director, Dr. Nareen Sehgal. Do watch the interview titled, Why Doesn't Delhi Have Enough Oxygen? On our website, newslaundry.com. After wrapping up the eight-phased assembly election, West Bengal yesterday imposed COVID restrictions, ordering a shutdown of shopping complexes, malls, beauty parlors, cinema halls, restaurants and bars. In Delhi, which has been reeling under acute oxygen shortages, the High Court yesterday called the breakdown of the health infrastructure a complete failure of the central government. The court was hearing a plea filed by a group of lawyers seeking medical facilities for advocates suffering from COVID-19. Meanwhile, the armed forces were granted emergency financial powers to elevate their efforts amid the COVID surge. The new powers will help them operate facilities, procure medical equipment and resources and perform any required urgent tasks. The raging second wave of the pandemic has exposed glaring gaps in the country's healthcare system. The alarming surge and underpreparedness has led to an acute shortage of medical oxygen, hospital beds, and essential drugs to treat COVID-19. Social media timelines are replete with SOS requests. In such a time of crisis, fraudsters have found their way to social media as well. Diksha Munjal spoke to half a dozen people who were duped by scammers online with the promise of delivering drugs like remdesivir. The medicines never came and the money was swindled. Delhi-based advocate Sanjana Shrikumar, one of the people who was targeted by a fraudster posing as an authorised dealer of pharma company SIPLA, said, and I quote, It's really disheartening that individual citizens have decided to monetize this crisis and use it to create further panic. Unquote. To know about the murderous operandi being used to dupe distressed citizens, Read Diksha's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled Beware Fraudsters Are Cheating Desperate People Looking for COVID Drugs. Listeners, at Newslaundry, we are doing our best to hold power to account at a time when so many people are struggling and even losing their lives. We are an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique, and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court today allowed the UP Election Commission to hold counting of votes tomorrow for the panchayat polls. A curfew will be imposed in areas nearing the counting centres and no victory rallies will be allowed in UP after the results are out. The court was assured by the Poll Commission which also said that senior officials will ensure the COVID protocol is followed. The order came despite the court expressing concerns about the coronavirus surge in the state and citing a petition from a teacher's body that said 700 teachers had died on election duty. The Apex court had asked the ECNI court, Despite the situation, you need to go ahead. Can you have it after two weeks so that medical facilities can be improved? Heavens will not fall if counting is deferred by three weeks. Unquote. The Election Commission, however, refused to make any changes to the schedule. It told the court that it had taken a decision to go ahead with the vote counting. Voting for the four phased Panchayat elections in UP ended on April 29th, and votes are scheduled to be counted on Sunday. Agra Additional Director General of Police Rajiv Krishna has ordered an inquiry after a video went viral showing a group of police officers forcibly taking away an oxygen cylinder from a boy who had arranged it for his mother, a critical COVID 19 patient. The Times of India reported. A video of the 17-year-old boy Anshu Goyal was widely shared on social media in which he can be seen on his knees crying and pleading with the police to give him back the cylinder as his mother would die without oxygen. Goyal's mother was admitted to a private hospital and died two hours later. The incident reportedly took place outside the Upadhyay hospital in Agra. Goyal told the Times of India that police took away the oxygen cylinder despite his pleas. His family has alleged that the oxygen cylinder was given to a VIP. Earlier this week, the Uttar Pradesh police had filed a criminal case against a man who used Twitter to appeal for an oxygen cylinder for his grandfather. In spite of all this, Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Adityanath has proclaimed that there was no shortage of medical oxygen in the state. As the country battles the coronavirus crisis, Telangana Chief Minister K. Chandrasekhar Rao took away the health ministry from Etala Rajender after allegations of land grabbing emerged against him. Rao also instructed the chief secretary to get an investigation done by the Medak district collector into allegation that the minister has encroached land on the outskirts of HM Pet in Masai Pet, Mandal. KCR's move came after farmers complained to him that Itala Rajender had grabbed nearly 100 acres of land in the vicinity of a poultry farm, Jamuna Hatcheries, owned by the minister. Local TV channels too reported on this incident. Itala Rajender has reacted strongly, calling it a pre-planned conspiracy to defame him he demanded a probe by a sitting judge. His supporters held a protest by blocking a national highway. The health minister said he had informed the chief minister and his principal secretary, Narsing Rao, about his plans to extend his poultry farm. He said that land was not being used for farming and that farmers had voluntarily surrendered the land after he explained his purpose. The land has reportedly not yet been transferred to the poultry farm. A PIL demanding an FIR and CBI probe into claims of politicians being able to procure and distribute remdesivir, even as common citizens are facing difficulty in finding it, was mentioned before the Delhi High Court today. Petitioner Deepak Singh, the chairperson of Ridaya Foundation and a national-level shooter, has alleged that denying access to medicines for one's own political gain is a crime of a very serious nature and affects coronavirus patients all over India. The plea was mentioned before a bench of justices, Vipin Sanghi and Rekha Pali. The plea questions how politicians are able to procure large stocks of the medicine without having their requisite permission under the Drugs and Cosmetics Act, when the general public was not getting it. Singh has alleged in the plea that politicians have been involved in the large-scale hoarding, transfer and distribution of crucial medicines like remdesivir. Besides lodging of FIR and CBI investigation, the plea also seeks detention of persons indulging a black marketing of COVID-19 medicines, as per the National Security Act 1980 and disqualification of MPs and MLAs found to be hoarding and illegally distributing COVID-19 medicines. According to Johns Hopkins University, Globally, the coronavirus has now infected 150.9 million people and killed over 3.17 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. Australian residents and citizens who have been in India within 14 days of the date they plan to return home will be banned from entering Australia as of Monday and those who disobey will face fines and jail," government officials said. Scott Morrison's government has been condemned for its outrageous decision to introduce fines of up to $66,600, or five years in prison, or both, for anyone defying a travel ban preventing Australians returning home from India. The temporary emergency determination is the first time Australia has banned its own citizens from returning home. The United States formally began withdrawing its last troops from Afghanistan today bringing its longest war nearer to an end but also professing an uncertain future for a country in the tightening grip of Taliban. US officials on the ground said the withdrawal is already a work in progress and May 1st is just a continuation. This was followed by concurrent NATO withdrawal. The possibility of an end of 20 years of US presence in Afghanistan comes despite violent incidents raging across the countryside in the absence of a peace deal. A stark reminder of this rage came after a car bomb in Pule Alam, south of the capital, killed at least 30 people and wounded 100 more. Witnesses described roofs collapsing and victims being trapped under the debris. Some of those killed were high school students preparing to sit university entrance exams, said Hazibullah Stanigzai, head of Logar's provincial council. Interior Ministry spokesperson Tariq Aryan said that the explosion has caused widespread damage in the area including a hospital and residential houses. Meanwhile, according to BBC report, the security forces are still trying to rescue those trapped. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent